don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was an interesting day for our markets today. Got a lot to cover here. Economic data this morning. Uh, but one factor that I'm really looking forward to, stay tuned for it in our VRA Commodity Watch today. You probably heard a lot about the increases that we've seen in natural gas prices, uh, the increases that we've seen from the last week in uranium prices. I stumbled into a really interesting topic today that I want to cover here with you. Uh, It's going to be a fun one. So stay tuned for the VRA Commodity Watch at the end here. But first, let's cover some of our market and economic action futures We're positive this morning going into receiving the consumer price index data. Uh, Markets were up after that as well going into the open. Uh, The data did come back showing inflation still on the high side here, but it came in slightly lower than expectations, giving market watchers a little bit of hope that maybe it is transitory. Uh, we, We... Feel a little differently here, especially when you look at this data. The The big uproar about it was that expectations were for 0.4% increase from July to August. Well, we came in at a 0.3% increase. Not much of a change, really, in my view. Still, the consumer price index is up 5.3% year over year. Those numbers do not include things like uh, food and energy. So really, you know, what are we looking at here? Uh, tough to tell. Maybe that tells uh, the Fed economists something, but based off of their work even, it's tough to tell what that is. More of just disconnected from reality. The food index was up 0.4% month over month. And the energy index, like I said, I'm going to cover a lot of this in the VRA Commodity Watch. The energy index was up 2% month over month. Folks, that's just an an additional tax on the lower half of the American population. Anybody who's really wealthy, you can afford that. That's great. But as far as those who are in the lower income brackets, that is an additional tax. Not just energy too. Gasoline index was up 2.8% month over month. So yes, the headline number may have been better than what we've seen recently. It actually was the lowest rate of increase that we've seen since February of this year. So not necessarily awful. I would love to see it continue to trend in that direction. Let's just say that uh, we're we're a little skeptical of that, that here. But that does explain a little bit as to Treasury yields heading lower today. The 10 year was down a big three and a half percent on the day now back below 1.3 at 1.27 in our view folks that's on its way back down to below a one percent if you tuned in with us here for a while you know that's our view we made the call this year that over the next four years or so before the end of biden's presidency we will likely see zero percent to negative interest rates here in the united states And if bond yields do continue in that direction, it it goes along perfectly with our theme that we've been talking about here as well. And that is that we are in a major bull 
market, folks. As yields continue to go lower, PE multiples must continue to expand, likely to levels maybe even that we've never seen before. But our work, based off of the PE multiples that we've seen in other major bull market cycles, this market has a long way to go. Uh, And it simply is Tina. There is no alternative to stocks. That is it. Plain and simple, what is driving so much of this market is what we've been writing about, what we've been talking about here for over the last year now. And we're really excited to expand on this even more in our new book coming out soon, The Big Bribe. Uh, We'll have more details to you on that as well. Uh, Kib and I have been working on it for some time now. We're really excited to get it out to you. The sooner the better, really, uh, because so many of these themes just continue to show themselves. So stay tuned. Uh, we can't can't wait to get that out to you. But again, this is that bull market. We've been comparing it uh, that by the end of this, it's going to rival the dot-com melt-up of the 1990s. Remember, during the 90s, over a five-year period from 95 to 2000, the NASDAQ went up 575%. Incredible gains. That is the environment that we believe we are in now. So, if you want to learn how to take advantage of that trend, come and join us at vrainsider.com. We got a 14 day free trial there right now. We'd love to have you with us. All right, so let's take a look at our markets on the day to day. As I mentioned earlier, we did start off positive before we turned lower after the open. And that's not a trend that we have liked to see, folks. For the last four sessions now, from Thursday of last week, we've seen a few of these sessions where we got strong starts and those gains were erased quickly. Not a pattern that you want to see in a strong bull market, which we're in. We're just going through, you know, even in that NASDAQ period, it didn't mean that there weren't drawdowns, that there weren't corrections in the market. We did some work on our kids did some work on that last week. Some great examples in there of, you know, at the time you probably heard a lot of people saying that the sky was falling and that that rally was over. And then they went on to have major gains after that. But in the short term, again, this is not a pattern that we want to to see continue. Today, we're led by the NASDAQ down 0.45% to 15,037. Next up was the S&P 500 down 0.57% to 4,443. Next up was the Dow down just over eight tenths of 1% to 34,577. And lastly, the Russell 2000 was our laggard on the day down 1.37% to 2,209. One bright spot here, if you want to call it that, for a day like today, and uh, really the last few days that we've seen, the VIX is elevated here, no doubt about it. All, it. Got back to a 20 last week. We're now back below 20 at a 19. But on a day like today, the VIX was up just four-tenths of 1%. So not a big gainer here for the VIX. Again, we've seen a major pattern of lower highs and lower lows from the VIX. That is since March of 2020. That's a pattern that we want to see continue, a serious repeating pattern as well. Uh, On that note, the Fear and Greed Index continues to crumble here. Just a week ago, we were at a 53 on the Fear and Greed Index. 
from the last four sessions that we've talked about here since last Thursday, we're now down to a 32 on the fear and greed. We're just a couple of percentage of points away, or maybe a few, from all-time highs. And our markets are in fear mode here. As contrarians, that's one thing that we love to see. Highly actionable for the VRA investing system. Looking at our internals on the day, though, similar story here to our markets, which has us taking a little bit of a pause here ourselves. We're going to pick our spots here. We've just been kind of chopping sideways for the last couple months or so, but chopping sideways at all-time highs is not too bad. Got to say that. Uh, But again, the internals started off the day slightly positive, never really got to great numbers, but we've ended up finishing pretty much negative across the board on the day-to-day declining stocks, beating out advancing just under two to one, two and a half to one negative on the day-to-day. New 52-week highs to lows, excuse me, also came in negative on the day, but this is why I said almost negative across the board. The NYSE did, excuse me, ah, there we go. Uh, The NYSE did finish Slightly positive for new 52-week highs to lows, but the NASDAQ was just under 2 to 1 negative on the day. And lastly, volume, really pretty negative, nearly 4 to 1 negative for the NYSE. Closer on the NASDAQ, but still over 2 to 1 negative on the day-to-day. Looking at our sectors, similar sort of our markets. We had some of these positive earlier in the session uh, but we finished with all 11 S&P 500 sectors negative on the day. Our leader, if you want to call it that, was healthcare. We were followed there by tech, which was really interesting today. Tech has been off of its all-time highs for a few days now, but the semis finished positive on the day. We hit an all-time high today in the semis. And as contrarians, again, that's what we'd love to see. You want to see tech leading the way and semis leading tech. So good to see the semis leading today. Not a big, up 0.07%. Still, we'll call that a win on a day like today, especially hitting an all-time high. Then uh, after tech was consumer discretionary and real estate, and then our real laggards on the day were energy. Uh, again, d- despite uh, oil being pretty much flat on the day and, and some other Uh, parts of energy up big, actually. Then after that were financials, industrials, and materials. All right, so moving on now to our VRA commodity watch, what I told you about earlier, going to start off with oil and gas prices today. Uh, I talked about this some on my last podcast last week as well. Uh, Oil pretty much flat on the day, right at about $70 a barrel at $70.42. Hanging on to that $70 barrel mark. Uh, If you remember, if you've been tuning in with us here, at the beginning of this year, our call for oil was $100 a barrel over the next 18 months. So we've still got a long way to go on that 18-month time horizon, but we've seen significant gains in oil from where we were in January. I mean, remember, uh, so, some people forgotten about this. In January, we, were, we weren't even at $50 a barrel yet. We were right at that level at the beginning of the year. So we've seen a, almost a 50% increase in oil. Not quite, but right there. I mean, really impressive gains for oil so far this year. But the real story has been these major increases in natural gas prices. Here in the U.S., we've felt it. 
but not quite as much. Up nearly 20% in September alone here in the U.S., but it's worse when you look abroad. Supply shortages globally for LNG markets continue to disrupt the energy sector. For example, in the U.K., energy prices have more than tripled since February of this year. Over 50% in the last month alone in the UK. is another reason why uranium prices have been soaring. Nuclear has been getting a lot of attention here. Uh, as it's just become abundantly clear, I can't emphasize that enough, abundantly clear that wind is not a viable solution to to our energy concerns. We're all in favor of having the cleanest world that we possibly can. And if that means shifting away from fossil fuels, fine. But I, I would argue that along the way, there's a cleaner way to do it. They've found a lot of them with ways like natural gas. Uh, but that's not going to stop those in favor of this climate change hoax from continuing to push wind on people. They've these climate change hoaxers have touted wind as one of the most viable solutions to getting off of fossil fuels. It's just simply not true. And it's not even close to being a viable option. But what they want is to stop the production of fossil fuels so you, then you get oil at $150 a barrel. You get natural gas prices soaring as well. Then, then and only then, can wind become an alternative because the pricing behind wind power can't compete with oil and natural gas at these prices, even though they are significantly elevated from where they were a year ago, from where they were just at the beginning of this year, right? Wind can't compete even at these prices today. So they have to get oil and gas prices up in order for wind to become even somewhat viable. So the UK has been touted by climate researchers as one of the best locations in the world for wind power. <laughs> well, unfortunately, those same people, their abilities to predict how we will produce energy in the future are just as useless as their ability to predict weather patterns. There has been nearly no wind. It has been still in the UK. These turbines aren't producing any power right now. That is why natural gas prices have driven so high. No, If you have no wind, there isn't no wind production. So they're having a major issue there. So for example, energy prices hit all-time highs this past week for Britain. Then, looking over here, closer to home for us here in the U.S., the dictator, Gavin Newsom, has been working hard campaigning to shut down nuclear power plants in California. Uh, it's not just happening in California. That's happening in other states as well. This, this villainization of nuclear because... They believe it's dangerous when in reality, the technology has really come so far that it really can be done very safely. But in California, the Diablo nuclear power plant is the last operating nuclear power plant in California. That plant alone 
provides more power than every single wind turbine put together in California. One plant. Now, let's not even take into account the uh, the negative effects you have from building these wind turbines, which once the, the, the blades on them can no longer be used, they dump them into a landfill. You can't even recycle these things. They're far worse for the environment than a nuclear power plant. I saw some studies today that that plant alone has the capacity to provide more power, not just than every other single wind turbine put together in California, but every solar panel and wind turbine put together. Think about how much investment in infrastructure has gone in in spending in California to solar and wind turbines. Now think that just one single plant can provide more power than all of them combined. It's, when you describe it like that, it almost gets comical. Seriously, Gavin Newsom and his fellow climate change hoaxers must be laughing themselves all the way to the bank right now because you know that's who they're being funded by. These companies putting these things in, getting government subsidies to build these projects and to pay exorbitant salaries to themselves. In, in reality, it's not even just the, the wind and, and solar people who are banking off of this. It increases California's reliance on fossil fuels. They've made almost no headway, nearly none, in their fight against climate change and lower CO2 levels because of this. Solar and wind simply will not ever catch up to the, the capabilities of nuclear. Especially, let's, let's think about if we put that money that has been put into solar and wind infrastructure, solar and wind research, put that towards nuclear, that's a game changer, folks. You know why they don't want it. Cheap energy for everybody. They have to make their money. Much like doctors, they don't want to heal your, your, your disease. They want to treat your symptoms. They want to put you on a software as a service plan so you pay monthly to keep coming back for to, to stay healthy. It is the human body as a service. That is what doctors do. That's exactly what they want with energy. They don't want sustainable solutions. Not in reality. And yeah, they may not be saying that out loud, but follow the money, follow their actions. And just as I continue to do more and more research on these spaces, take into account the actual scientists out there the actual macroeconomists out there. The serious ones have realized these are not viable solutions. ESG, environmentally sustainable governance programs, are a joke. Okay, They go towards selling carbon credits. Uh, they don't really go towards easing off of fossil fuels and researching real ways to get rid of the problem here. They are a joke. Flat out, call them what they are. That is the truth of the matter here. And again, these people, these dictators and fascists, real ones, like they call Trump, that's what they really are. They're laughing themselves all the way to the bank right now. Uh, so I encourage you, if you're interested, send me an email. I'll send you some of this research. It's fascinating. All right, so let's wrap up with the rest of our commodity watch here today. 
Gold now up seven tenths of one percent to one thousand eight hundred and seven dollars an ounce. Silver up as well on the day, slightly less, uh, three tenths of one percent to twenty three dollars and eighty seven cents an ounce. Copper down on the day, one point two percent to four dollars and thirty one cents a pound. And lastly, here for today, cryptocurrencies rallying a bit today. They've had a last uh, rough last week or so, but now up. 3.15% today to 46603 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at vrainsider.com. Click that podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Excuse me. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.